DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weird. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. Shoot off earrings. I do. That's why I'm wearing the robe, guy. <laughs> Ain't me because I'm living my best life. Um, Gross. <laughs> Just setting the baseline like we always do. And uh, secondly, um, if you're going to, lower the camera so we can all enjoy it. Mm, Patreon, sorry. Every <laughs> tier gets you a little bit lower. And higher bids get the camera higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, higher bids, actually, you get uh, filters that can make me more attractive. <laughs> they don't exist. There's like a shaving filter. You can go in there and try and like, you know. Oh, damn it. Danny's here. There goes all our fun. Oh, boo. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, sweetheart. Hi. How's everyone doing? Not too bad. How's the leg? Uh, It's doing all right, actually. I'm walking without limping. I just, I'm not strong enough in my thigh yet to run, but we're working up to it. Danny, look what came in. I cannot see. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. I will be bringing it to church on Sunday for you. Oh, uh, thanks, buddy. Travis's copy should come in on Friday, so... Well, so that's a double mean, plus win. We we will be playing uh, Fuck Your Buddy very soon. I, I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. Some weird shit going on in Portland after I left. Yeah, um, you shouldn't have you, know you miss it. You yeah, could have been a part of this not, whole thing. I'm not kink shaming in that like two guys getting together. It's that you know, a <laughs> horror video game is your primer. That's uh, the disturbing part. So uh-huh. uh, uh the backstory is um I started a Twitch stream uh and it's uh on Friday nights, it's Danny, Travis, and I we get together and we play a game. And I've been trying to find games that we could all play together. And I found out there's a Friday the 13th game where you can either work together or someone in the group becomes Jason. And um, Uh. I thought it'd be really fun to see uh, which of us is really team team guy or which of us is the guy that will cut and run if there's ever a psycho murderer after us. My Uh, money's on Danny. Cut and run is the person who survives. (laughs) I don't know about that. Oh, this this game is set to where if you work together, you have a better chance at survival. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I um, my money's on Danny. Just going, uh, see you guys. Yeah. No, I'm gonna see that again. I'll, I'm going to be making the joke. It's like, well, you know, it'd be really inconvenient if someone already found like the keys to the car, <laughs> but just didn't share that with anybody. That would suck, wouldn't it? See, and I think I think it'll be Travis getting in the wrong car and driving off going, oh, there's three of us, but only two people are going to go in this car. One of us needs back. to stay behind. 
<laughs> just hold down the fort for a little bit. It'll be You'll be right. fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> can, you sabotage, can you sabotage other cars so that other players can't escape? Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, is if you, and it's, it's completely random, but one player in the lobby. So I think the lobby is like nine people. Yeah. And uh, one player in the lo- lobby is randomly chosen to be Jason. No, is this, is this the most recent? Yeah. Uh, I know there was a, a, a version that like I saw that was a year or like two that. ago. Yeah. And um, basically you have certain objectives on what to do uh, if things start going sideways, uh, you can uh, summon some bitch named Tommy Jarvis to show up. So, um, uh, or if somebody gets killed early on, they can kind of, uh, if they win a lottery, can come back as Tommy Jarvis at the very end. So there's actually, uh, you're you're close, yeah. Um, so you have to, there's like a radio somewhere in the camp that you have to call for help. Uh, and then uh, whoever is the first to die in the party can come back as, as Tommy Jarvis, but it's kind of useless unless the whole team gets Jason out to his cabin where his mother's head is. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you all kind of beat him down until Tommy shows up and Tommy is the one who gets to deal the killing blow. I don't know why. Um, cause he's a bitch, but Jason's actually, Jason has, uh, he's got, uh, I'm guessing machete, but he's got throwing knives he can use uh, and he can sense people around the park and he can actually like, um, like almost transport to them. Yeah. You can teleport. Yeah. And uh, you actually can unlock a shit ton of Jason's. You can unlock the purple Jason from the NES version. Well, I actually got Uber Jason from Jason 10. I got these guys, the, uh, the ultimate slasher edition, which comes with all the, the uh jason unlocks because they had some uh download ones so you can get like uh uh jason from space um there's like a uh there's like an uber jason from space he was in space there's um all he wanted was his machete i'm splitting (laughs) his hair with a machete yeah goddamn right so yeah, it looks like I watched a few videos. It looks like uh, a lot of fun. It'd be really fun for us to stream because it's just the three of us trying to screw over the other two. Um, I'd watch that. So because uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a much better uh, commentator or, or viewer uh, that I am a player, as we've documented <laughs> time and fuck time again. Well, we usually try and stream on Friday nights. Um, we're not going to be streaming this Friday night because I'm going to go see Ghostbusters, which leads me to, Jim, you've got a theory? Oh. And on top of that, I wouldn't have been able to stream anyway. we got a thing. Oh, Is it Ghostbusters? No. no. Sadly. Then no one cares. No. Yeah. I said um, it was a thing. I didn't say it was a thing you gave a shit about. Fuck. Did we start the show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Soon as we started talking. <laughs> oh, we didn't do like the I'm Bryce and you're you're Gary and he's Fred or whatever. Who's Gary and Fred? Oh, I'm sorry, it's the other show I do. Those are the podcasters we don't talk about. You anymore. know, we're I think uh Danny, we might have to go and get the other big gym, you know, the better one. The bigger Ooh. gym. Wow. <laughs> Don't anger the talent, James. It's yeah, it's it's like you know, Cthulhu. I will I will come to land in a waste of the city. So. <laughs> that was the um, that was a long running joke for a while that Bryce and I were going to get the other big gym, 
if you start fucking off. I mean, I would not blame you. Big Jim fuck off? No. No, that's what it was. When you were about to move, we kept talking about getting another Big Jim. Oh, well. (laughs) Could you really, though? I mean. Yeah. Uh, We kind of did. It's just a skinny Danny. Uh, or scanny Ow. that hurts <laughs> okay well here's the thing i have once you a, get a uh, samantha you can only go down it takes a lot of mcdonald's to keep this girlish figure up okay not I that way that, jim i want james's i want that sound bite <laughs> once you get a sam you only go down <laughs> i mean that's you are not going sure ryan any would kind like of to know elected that. official or any elected office that's for sure just saying uh okay so this is a Ghostbuster um, theory that I just realized, and it's been sitting in front of us this whole time. And it doesn't involve the one that's coming out. So this isn't any kind of a spoiler thing. This is something that I've realized. And I think now we have to come up with this actual third movie for the Ghostbusters. So, okay. In Ghostbusters 2, Dana has a baby, correct? Yes. Which means, you know, obviously, somebody had to have sex with Dana. Now, who is the only person that we can confirm had sex with Dana? But we've already had it confirmed in the movie that he was not the father. Yes, it was in Venkman. Well, I mean, Venkman, he probably had sex with her, but he didn't. He's not the father. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part. In the first one, when they become possessed, when the key master and the gatekeeper become possessed, before they become devil dogs, they come together and they fuck something like magnificent on this blown out apart. Could you imagine that sex? Like just dime piece Sigourney Weaver and, you know, honey I feel I like shrunk. doggy style was involved, but that might be low hanging fruit. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, Sigourney's got a strap on, you know, more than likely, you know, because she's the top. She's the top, right? Like, you're going to see Sully, you know, just, yeah, yeah, I'll take that, whatever. Um, So 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 you're you're thinking it's um, a um, demon. Lewis is, except timeline doesn't match. You mean timeline doesn't match? Timeline doesn't match. Between one and two, it's five years. And the baby is uh, the, the like, baby. The baby's like nine, between nine and twelve months. They don't say this in the movie. It's like it's hinted at briefly, but she had like a thirty-six trimester pregnancy. <laughs> well, demon babies, I think, gestate differently. You know. Yeah, James. Clearly, but I think at ten months, the doctors would have pulled it out of her. Maybe <laughs> has the, because what no if, one would know it was a demon baby. What if when Sully, you know, released his demons, demon seed Who's in her? Sully? Or, or uh, Sully. Um, uh, uh, fucking Lewis? Lewis, yeah. Lewis Sully. That's his last Lewis name. Lewis Tully. 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 Well, fucking close. <laughs> if you're going to come up with a theory, get your fucking facts straight. Well, my facts <laughs> just involve the fact that they obviously had sex, and I feel like... Rick Moranis used some kind of maybe ghost semen and haunted one of her eggs. Maybe not the next one, but you know, think about it. Weirdest poltergeist activity happened around, you know, 
her first period. Afterwards. See, I, I kind of think. You had I, sex with a demon. I, so then I, that's going to mess you up a little bit. I, I kind of think that um, the whole. The demon baby is actually Gozer. Ooh. That's why that's why they have sex to open the gate or the Gatekeeper vagina. The unlock the Gozer. And Gozer comes out of the astral vagina. Yeah. See, didn't Therefore, realize demon that. baby. Yeah. And Vank- flat top. Venkman actually thought of his and here's here's thing. another here's another gaping hole in your theory. Ooh, um, are we talking gaping now? Uh Called a breach birth. Vigo needs a human child. If yeah. the child, if the child were a demon, his his transfer wouldn't have worked. But it didn't but work. It didn't work exactly. because they stepped in. Thank you. Thank you. It Just only didn't it. work because he was defeated. The Ghostbusters stepped in and stopped it. You saw him like sucking like some kind of essence off that baby for like a good. Uh, Vigo was like doing that like thing for a minute. But he, he didn't like how long did he need? Like an I'm hour. I'm sorry, where was the last time a demon transferred into you? Well, maybe it's not more a wood if they took you, a Mav. little bit less time to do it. Thursday night is wild. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Look, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs here. It boils down to this. Okay. Splitting horns. Thank you. You're right. So I'm thinking that, and think she doesn't really mention the, the dad gets kind of vaguely mentioned. So maybe Sully kept coming back after Tully. Sorry, whatever. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis kept coming back because they still had a little bit of that psychokinetic energy in them. And maybe they just knocked it out of the park. And well, so let's the third just one would be maybe it's like, a, like a, a, an omen. Like imagine the Ghostbusters ultimate, you know, opponent would be their offspring. That like it would be like the hardest thing to try and have to send to the demon world. Let's just say this. The new movie will be made that much better <laughs> if Rick Moranis is in it. It oh, it could only be, you know, it could only be good if Rick Moranis is in it. Because we've seen a Ghostbuster movie with all the Ghostbusters in it as cameos, and it was dog shit. Yeah. I'll say, and I'll say the weakest part, in my humble opinion, were the cameos. They were unnecessary. They felt really ham-handed and tacked on. By itself, there were some solid jokes in there. So here's here's why I have ultimate faith in in this new one, and uh, the new I, I would give you a review next week, but we're off next week. Um, what? What's next week? Bro? Thanksgiving, Fucking, dude. Yeah, it's the Thanksgiving show. Unreal. Yeah, I'm not going to be the Thanksgiving home. show. Why? Why don't you be home? Because you, you know it's, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, where do you spend it? A Chinese restaurant? Where do you go? In Long Theater. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of my Sorry. time in the restroom, but you know. <laughs> um, so uh, here, here's what I know about the new Ghostbusters, and none of this is spoilers. It's been everywhere. Um, the kids involved are Egon's, Egon's grandkids. Um, Rick Moranis is not <laughs> in it because he retired from acting like twenty some odd years ago. He hasn't done shit. Well, he and, came back, and it was shortly after he came back that someone him. sucker punched him on the sidewalk. And you know, Ryan and Reynolds was, even uh, registered that. He's like, I'm so sorry I brought him out of retirement for this. Um, Aykroyd, Hudson, and Murray are all in it. Um, the, the, the chick who plays Janine is in it. 
Nice. I mean, she's in the trailer. Nice. So, um, I didn't see. I guess I didn't see that. Trailer. But um, so uh, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, wrote and direct, and Ivan had a hand in. Um, I think he was like ghost directing. He's not. He's uh, not officially a part of it, but I know he was a consultant on a lot of it. Like a so. medium, if you will. Uh-huh. A conduit by which it was. Uh, and uh, I do happen to know, based on the trailers, uh, this all has to do with Gozer. I mean, of course it does. Yeah. And Dana's son, a.k.a. Damien, a.k.a. Satan's favorite son. Gozer Mach 2. I'm saying. It's just a thing that, obviously... <laughs> No one's ever talked about, and I think we should talk about. See, it right I now. think I think you just need to rewrite Ghostbusters two. Oh, I have. They just to, what was to what make was the, name the demon of baby child. Oscar. Oscar. I know. Named after a hot dog. That poor <laughs> you man. Poor man. <laughs> you short. Your belly button cheeks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your mother. <laughs> well, he didn't say anything that wasn't true. I had part of a slinky. I straightened it. (laughs) (laughs) And we've killed Jim. That's fine. As it happens. Short trip. trip. But yeah. Too much fun is what that's called, boys. Well, I have not really a theory, but maybe like a a follow-up statement that I would like to make. And again, Humble two cents. Feel free to take them or, or uh, toss them. Now, most of the time, at least up until Egon's death, you know, whenever you would see Ghostbusters, it was Ray, Egon, and Spangler, right? Yeah. What the fuck was the horseshit where you didn't see? I, I mean, he didn't have. He wasn't a writer, obviously. But he was one of the four. It's very, it was always for me as a fan, odd that if there's four of them, right, why are three of them always prominent and one is just kind of there as an afterthought? And the reason why this is important is, in my opinion, Winston is the everyman. He is the dreamer that wanted to be, you know, a part of something crazy and he got to be a part of it. So he's the stand-in for all of us. And, you know, I feel like he should get a better shake in the grand scheme of things. So there is uh, on Netflix, there's a series called the movies that changed us. Yeah. And ghostbusters is one of the, one of the episodes. Uh, and they, they answer that very question in the episode. So, um, oh, for real. Yeah. So, um, the somebody's um, credentials. The Venkman character was actually written for Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the Venkman character was written for uh, John Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah. And um, then the the Winston <laughs> character was written for Eddie Murphy. Um, uh, see, and and Winston was that. actually a combination of Egon and Winston. Um. And then as they as they started <laughs> as they started uh, changing the script, uh, when when Belushi died, they changed the script and they got Bill Murray in, 
And when they got Harold Ramis to come in and write, Harold loved the script so much and he wanted to be a character. So he wrote Spangler. Um, so we got Egon. So then the, the Winston character sort of devolved, but they did want the fourth one in there. And so they got Ernie Hudson. But as they kept developing the script, uh, Winston's part got smaller and smaller and smaller. And and actually, uh, Ernie talks about how he was like becoming more and more disappointed by it. And um, someone came up to him. Uh, I think it was actually Bill Murray or no, no. No, it was it was actually Ivan Reitman and said, look, this isn't personal. This is the business, you know, and I'm sorry. Someone got gas there, Jim. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just had a breakthrough with my girlfriend, Brenda. <laughs> Brenda? Sorry. <laughs> what? It's my so, Nana 210 stab for like, you know, when I get a text message. Unreal. So, um, so yeah, the Winston character just kind of shrank. Um, but they still turned turned in uh, an amazing freaking movie, and apparently, um, so this was kind of funny. I didn't know this. Um, so uh, Coca Cola had bought Paramount, and Coca Cola kept trying to shut down the movie. They had like no faith in it. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, but they completely coke. changed their tune after the opening weekend. Yeah, and that's why there was like so much Ghostbusters, um, Coca Cola. Stuff. suddenly busted made them feel good yeah yeah but yeah i feel i feel winston should get you know a better shake that's fair um you know he was always one of my favorite characters. i will say winston I mean, had some of the best lines though um that scene when they're in with the mayor and he's like i've seen shit that'll turn you white <laughs> that was great and then uh, my absolute favorite line from winston is when they're on the roof ray if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Honestly, my favorite line of his came from the second movie with the ghost train that runs through him. <laughs> and they're like, did you catch the numbers on that locomotive? Like, Sorry, yeah, I, I missed, missed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and something else that should be should be brought up too. that fucking train knew him or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Because it calls his fucking name before it shows up. Didn't say their other names, said his name. So what the fuck's that about? Not okay. going to lie, that, again, was one Ghosts of my favorite racist, scenes. racist, apparently. That was yes. one of my favorite scenes from that movie growing up because just how fucking nasty that voice was at the end of that dark tunnel after everyone's echo. And he's just like, hey! And he's just... It's like, oh fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm actually like, wondering it was a comedy, but that shit was fucking scary. It was like his reaction was fucking like he looked right? like he got hit by a ghost train. Seriously. We should, uh, we should go back and get the packs. <laughs> what about the yeah. packs? The fuck the packs, man. <laughs> but uh oh, no, man. my favorite my favorite Winston line uh from the first one isn't uh isn't as quoted uh but is just it's heartbreakingly true. He's like, this job is definitely not worth eleven five a year. Eleven <laughs> five a year. You do the math on what his paychecks were. You shit me. That's, yeah, that's a little rough. He little was rough. he was living in a studio apartment in the projects. He had to commute to work every day. 
Well, I mean, from the second one, I guess he he parlayed that into like a uh, one of the uh, the the woman the the female Ghostbuster one, where they uh, where he owns his own hearse company, <laughs> rental company. Or whatever. He's but, already used to driving the dead around. Might as well make a living on it. Yeah, like his uh, his cameo in the uh, the the Lady Ghostbuster was. I think the 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 easiest to digest. The other ones were just like Vakeman as like a ghost denier or whatever. I, I know they're not you know their actual selves or whatever. Right. But it was such a hard. You know. I don't know. The one of the things that typically I'll give a pass for when movies have cameos from you know the previous actors, and I really can only think of one right now that I actually enjoyed and i appreciated was the new remake of evil dead that was like 2015 or something like that at the end of the credits yeah bruce campbell's face just comes into view and he just says groovy and it's like for me like watching that movie i was you know i I was stepping outside of my fanboyness of the evil dead to really just kind of sit back and enjoy this for the horror movie that I always kind of thought evil dead could be. And by the end of it, I was like, you know what? That wasn't too bad. You know, if you completely detach yourself from the original evil dead, it's not a bad film really. And then to have Bruce Campbell sign off on it at the end, it was like game on. Okay. Yeah. Fair play. I'm but in. See, that's Good just, on you. For me, that's, that's just fan service. It's not, it's not trying to make, that movie yeah. it's its own and I'm thing the fan. and, and yeah. the thing is it's like if you're gonna sign off on it you have fucking sam raimi sign off on it not bruce campbell yeah but in all bruce campbell fairness, just I went mean, in to get a paycheck on that but don't it's get not, me wrong. evil dead is not his movie yes he starred in it but it's fucking sam raimi's fucking movie yes but without him it wouldn't be no we fucking had like, this discussion before i i disagree icon. I completely disagree. Oh, Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand There's me. There's no way. Dude, dude, I guarantee dude, you, you, I are guarantee wrong. you, that movie with another unknown actor at the time would have been just as big. I disagree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly in the respects that no. Bruce Campbell is like, if once he hit his stride, especially with Evil Dead 2 like going in knowing what he was up against and really playing up to it. There is a presence that Bruce Campbell will bring to a part that is undeniable. And I think that's one of the reasons why people love him so much is because he, he brings that type of character alive in his own way. And even the original evil dead, I mean, you could tell that there was the workings of something within him that you knew could be a little bit better. And then Evil Dead 2 was basically the, well, we knew what we wanted to do, but we're going to do it better this time. And Bruce Campbell brought it, and he didn't stop bringing it. And then Army of Darkness was just the penultimate for the franchise for the longest time. And then we got the TV show, and the TV show it was just Bruce Campbell going, I know how to do this. Don't worry. I got this. And Again, I love the ever-living hell out of Bruce Campbell. He cracks me the fuck up. But I don't think you could have put any other unknown actor into Ash Williams and expect it to be the classic 
cult movie that it is without Bruce Campbell. And I think even Sam Raimi knows that too, which is why Sam Raimi was like, yes, no, we got to do this together. And when they did the show, it wasn't a question of, well, I can get a better actor to play Ash Williams. It was a, no, (laughs) my guy knows what he's doing. So, I mean, while I agree that uh, uh, everything you said about Bruce being, you know, bringing a certain gravitas to the characters he plays, I still disagree that you could you could have found someone to play that role now. And you and I have had this discussion before. Now, Evil Dead, the, the first one was meant to be a horror movie that didn't take itself too seriously. And then they went back. Raimi went back and went, you know what? This was kind of cheesy. Let's do it again, but just full on cheese it up. Let's just get the same cast and and do it over. But we're just going to we're just going to go full cheese. Mm -hmm. And we've got the money to be able to do it all in one go, as opposed to having to break it up over what, like three, four years. Yeah. 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 So um, shows. But I also think those movies hindered Campbell's career. Well, it was. it, yeah, it was in the same way Mark Hamill uh, was, he knocked it out of the park so well with Luke Skywalker that he was Luke Skywalker and everything else he sees. The reason why Bruce Campbell is that is because in everything else you see him in, that's fucking Ash Williams. That's not Bruce Campbell. But on in top Bubba of that, Hotep, you know. well, and on top of that too, I mean, he kind of brings it up in his uh, memoir, The Life of a B-Movie Actor. Um it's kind of one of those things where it did. And for the longest time, he didn't like it because he got typecasted, you know, and it happens to a lot of great actors. Shatner. I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Shatner. But the thing about it was though, is it's like, um, Sir Ian McKellen was worried about being typecast as a wizard after Lord of the Rings, having already had a giant career, in so many other different things in different venues. I mean, fuck his Macbeth with Dame Judy Dench is fucking phenomenal, but it was one of those things he got typecasted and it happens to a lot of people in Hollywood. But after a certain point, Bruce Campbell learned how to lean into it and just kind of own it. And see what it was. I don't think he should have. I I think it, I don't think he had a choice. He did. No, he, he he didn't, but he tried. That's the problem because he kept doing shit with fucking Raimi. No one would give him a chance because he was like, that's Raimi's guy. Um, Briscoe County Jr. Xena. He got it because of Raimi. Raimi was an executive producer on Xena. His fucking brother Ted was in almost every fucking episode. So, dude, he tied himself to Raimi's boat and the... The biggest thing Raimi did was the Spider-Man trilogy. But at the same time, I mean, you look at it like this, too. It's like if you have a buddy who's in the industry who constantly wants to cast you in movies and you make money on those movies and then you become a cult superhero. So every con you go to, your line is backed out through the fucking door waiting to get an autograph from you on this one thing you did with your buddy. And he keeps calling you back and saying, dude, I got another picture you want in. I mean, nothing personal, but I'd be hard pressed to say no too. in the respects. It's like, James, if you took off with Homestead and you got the chance to direct your own movie and you actually casted me as Wheeler 
And for some That's weird, not gonna happen. <laughs> but by some weird See, happenstance, it takes this. off, and people know me as Wheeler, dude. I'm gonna lean into that motherfucker like I'm trying to close a door, you know. And it's it's not necessarily that I'd have a problem being typecast. I mean, don't get me wrong; the actor in me wish for something more, but when it comes right down to it, a I'm getting paid. B, I get to work with my buddy who knows me well enough to know what I'm capable of. And C, I make money, like lots of it, in a but different here's, way. Here's, here's the detriment, though, that I think Campbell suffered. It's that I get to work with my buddy who knows what I can do. Instead of I'm going to try and do more than what even I know I'm capable of and try and get bigger roles. But I think where that's I would the, get more money well, and more exposure. True. That's true. But and at I the same time, I, I, I firmly believe Bruce Campbell has it in him to be a much bigger actor than he allowed himself to be. Yes, he was typecast. A yeah. lot of people are typecast, and a lot of people break that typecast. Eventually, I feel a lot don't. I feel like he was just lazy. He got typecast and went, well, fuck it. I'm not going to try anything. Well, and he just no, kept coming back to that character because, okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a love for that character. Sure. Is true. there a need for that character? Well, and that was the thing for a long time. As far as I understood, Bruce really didn't like uh, being known for Ash Williams. Like by that time, he had done a couple of other films and, you know, had been a part of things like Briscoe County Jr. and stuff like that. And but people only ever wanted an autograph from Ash Williams. You know, I remember uh, hearing from a buddy of mine who went to the book signing for If Chins Could Kill, you know, Life of a B-Movie Actor. He went down there with Evil Dead and. Bruce was not tickled by the idea of signing Evil Dead. He wanted to sign a book and hopefully one you'd read. And Josie, she had read the book and really wanted his autograph on it, but I didn't know which music millennium he was at. And so I, I kind of fucked that up, but it was one of those things where he didn't necessarily love being Ash Williams but again, at a certain point, he kind of leaned into it and just said, you know what? Well, there, I'm good with this. Dude, if you talk to anyone who's been typecast or had an iconic character, eventually they do lean into it because that's all they have. And that's not – I don't think that's <laughs> fair. I don't think that's fair to Mark Hamill. I don't think that's fair to Bruce Campbell. I don't think that's fair well, Mark to William Shatner. Did, the, Mark Hamill's been brilliant about it. Oh yeah, he, no, he's been totally brilliant because he's had into this icon. He's like, I've been Luke Skywalker. He's well, he hasn't. So I don't know if he has or not, but he's Luke Skywalker, the Joker, like a million have... other voices. Yeah, well, and that's but... that's where Mark Hamill went right. Was like, okay, I'm not getting any breaks acting. I'm going to go into voice acting because I have this talent. Yeah, and he's been brilliant. And and how many iconic characters has he come up with from his voice? Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, so why didn't Bruce try that? Well, I think the big difference there is because voice Bruce acting, wanted to be a legitimate actor. Well, and that's the kicker, you see, because like voice acting is one of those things where it's like if you're known for it, you're known for it. 
Hamill but wasn't known for it. The thing about it was, is like growing up watching Batman, the animated series, I couldn't tell you that Luke Skywalker was a fucking Joker. I was, I wouldn't I, have I even guessed it. I, I didn't know. I didn't know until the series was over. Well, and that yeah. was the thing. It's like with voice acting, people don't actually know it's you unless they're paying attention to the credits and go, well, who the fuck is he in this? Because I mean, like Vin Diesel, for instance, perfect example. Vin Diesel Actor is known for the action movies, the Fast and Furious movies, in general, as an action star, Pitch Black, stuff like that. Was he also the ba- uh, uh, Tooth Fairy or the Pacifier or something? The Pacifier. We, we won't talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he does either. He got but a Kids' Choice nomination for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, Vin but Diesel again, is... Here's, when here's he goes into though- Groot, and Groot is just such a rudimentary character, but for some Iron reason, Giant. His voice works. Iron Giant. Iron Giant, yeah. Much better, yeah. yeah. And that's Here's one it. of those things where it's like you don't realize that he was that before he became Vin Diesel as we knew him. And it's kind of one of those things where you go back and you're like, oh my God, holy shit. Yeah, that was his voice. Fuck. Brownie points would, to him. That's like the downside to, to voice acting. I want to put my two cents in on the, the, the Campbell. Do uh, it. Uh, soapbox can do it. So obviously, I'm uh, I'm with the team, fucking Danny over here. Yeah, pro, pro Campbell for life. Hell um, yes. Now, what James is saying uh, is is true. He did want to be a legit. I mean, everyone wants to be a legitimate actor, right? Not no one's real. like, you know what? I really hope that I do a bunch of movies <laughs> with a former pro wrestler that never <laughs> even get to like beta. That are like really big in a country that doesn't exist anymore. Like right? no one, no one shoots for that level of mediocrity. Obviously, you shoot to be, you know, and when you get that part, and it, you know, obviously it was a slow burn for Evil Dead to get to its status, which may have been part or, or how part of that pigeonholing kind of work was that slow burn over time bore this deep pigeonhole for Bruce Campbell to not be able to to, you know. Uh, outshine or whatever, but during all that time, during that slow burn, he had, yes, ample opportunity to try and find something else to kind of get his career going. But yeah, and, and, I, and I can't say any of us can really speak on Mr. Campbell's behalf. We don't have the fucking chins for it. If we put all three Clearly. of ours together, we're actually, I got two. Uh, James, I'm not sure you're, you're, you're like one and a half. You're losing some. <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're a hot mess sandwich. We're not going to go over there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I think that once Bruce was able to understand that he would much rather have his iconic, undeniable Ash fucking William. Like, that's how you know that you are in the pop culture zeitgeist when that character can only be you. Yep. If it was written for somebody else, whatever. If you know, I mean, I couldn't imagine and Marty thank you. Back to the Future being, you know, Mask, the kid from, you know, with the fucking syphilitic shit. With oh, the- thank you, Jim, real, for dude. making my point. If Bruce, if they'd gotten someone else to play Ashley Williams, that person now would likely be the only person that can play Ash Williams. And we'll never know because we got Bruce Campbell. But at we the same time, and here's the, here's the thing too. We got to remember this. 
Bruce Campbell, there was 10 years between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. Bruce didn't get really start getting known until Army of fucking Darkness. True. So well, for 10 years, he had the opportunity to try and get out there and make a real name for himself. That just, he's a lazy piece of shit then. <laughs> but he's a lazy piece of shit that, again, who else you could see what you're chasing, what you're basically saying you could also apply to Mark Hamill. Yeah. And say you could put anybody else in that role. Yeah. And they would be that. But is Mark Hamill happy with the fact that he's always going to be known as Luke Skywalker? Does he even like when you can embrace it? When you can enjoy the fact that you are that and, and that forever, you can do other stuff. And yeah, I mean, yes, if but look, happy, okay. if he's happy with it, why are you throwing shade? I'm not throwing shade. I'm saying that these are possibilities. <laughs> You're throwing mad shade, bro. I, Here's a little shade there, bro. You guys are just upset because I'm pointing yeah. out that these movies could have still existed without the person that you love. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Well, but what that's I'm saying, what I think, okay, look, look, look let's, wait, 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 let's wait, wait, take wait, Carrie wait. Fisher, okay? She became huge for playing Princess Leia. And also After playing Princess Leia, were like she got a handful of roles. <laughs> she got a handful of roles, and then she couldn't get anything because all they wanted was Princess, Princess Leia. She hated right. it for years. She and wouldn't go to con. She wouldn't sign yeah. anything. She's and also then, a drunken mess. She that turned too. around and she embraced it. She was like, you know what? I made a character that people still love 20, 30, 40 years later. Why am I trying to, you know, alienate these people? Jamie Lee Curtis, same thing. Created Laurie Strode. Hated it for years. Came back to the Halloween franchise because she realized this is a character that people love. This is a movie people love 20, 30, 40 years on. That I've made. What I'm Same also thing with Bruce say, though, these, these guys come to a point where they're they can either continue, you know, alienating their fans, or they can realize that they made something, played a character that people love, and embrace the fact that <laughs> they're the reason that whatever this is it, is so iconic. I True. think what it does is it gives him a chance to live a life outside of acting. Because what every actor strives to do is what he managed to do his first time out, which is make a character that is so iconic, it is you for eternity. That's what every actor wants, is to have someone to be like, there is this character that, you know, you can put somebody else, like if they make another Evil Dead and they have another person play Ash Williams, they're going to have to make that person look like fucking Bruce Campbell. Uh, I just want to correct you. He didn't do it his first time out. It took him two times. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> you want to play the semantics? The same point. Or accept the fact that, you know, maybe we also wrong. have to acknowledge that if anybody else played those roles you brought up, it would be wrong. Would it, though? It would. I disagree. They brought life to their characters in their own way. Yeah, but who's to say that the character wouldn't be better? That's debatable in and of itself. I mean, Star Wars is pretty fucking phenomenal as it is. Halloween, you're talking phenomenal to, you're as talking it is to and, the biggest Star Wars fan that you know. I don't know I'm about not, that anymore. I mean, Kurt Russell could have done Han Solo better than fucking it is what's his face, whatever. That's all I'm saying. 
We could have had Magnum PI as Indiana Jones and it could have been fucking epic. We don't You're know. Talk debatable. We, <laughs> You're talking we don't to know an because we got actor and trying to talk about like what what it is that is, you know, important or whatever from your standpoint. From his standpoint, where he's at now, where he's able to embrace Hi, it. I'm uh, sorry. But... Did you forget that I am now a professional actor? Oh, that's right. I forgot you got that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so what's your what's your goal then, James, to in acting as an actor? What's your goal? Yeah. To, to branch out, to to try different genres, to just so be, you want to be a known good as actor. the actor who does uh, uh, everything. Yeah. Just kind of disappear into the background. Okay. Yeah. I want to be that guy. You the one like that you see in movie actor. and go, oh, yeah, yeah, he's in everything. Don't know his name. Now, if I accidentally you know create, name, if I somehow am lucky enough to create an iconic character, I will learn the lessons from my predecessors and I will embrace that character to the yeah. detriment of my private life and all the weirdos out there. Mm -hmm. But the chances of that happening are next to none. So I don't have to worry about that. But at the same time, I mean, truthfully, like I was saying earlier, it's like if I got picked up to be an actor for Wheeler's character and people gravitated towards my character for one reason or another, you better fucking believe I'm going to lean into that shit immediately. Because for me, like, yes, I always wanted to be an actor, but I also always wanted to be a musician too. And so it's like any level of success I could get in those fields would be damn near good enough for me in the respects that it's like, if someone sees my character on film and they love my character for whatever weird fucking reason they have for enjoying watching me perform this character, for me, that's that's the job I was set out to do. That was the purpose in which I became an actor. I wanted to convey a character to an audience that was believable in a respects that you either adhered with it for one reason or another, but that was literally the goal of the whole purpose. You know, I want to entertain people. So if I entertain people with a typecasted role, hey, I'm on board with that shit, dude. Is it going to stop Guaranteed me from trying to do life. something else? What's that? Guaranteed paycheck for life. See, I think... I Seriously. Think... And fuck real on that. I mean, by itself, that is a sell point that I would never deny. See, and personally, again... for me, <laughs> I would rather go the Nathan Fillion route. I would rather... I, everyone would want to go the Nathan Fillion route. <laughs> I, would, I would rather, as an actor, try and create as many iconic characters as possible instead of just one and kind of ride that coattail. I would, nice I would love to, to as an actor, I would love to be able to reinvent myself and create iconic roles. Fillion's had three now. <coughs> that, that Just off the top of my head, I can, I can count. What three? Mal Reynolds. Okay. Richard Castle. Don't know that one. You You're didn't watch old, Castle? Uh, I should slap person. you silly. You uh, and CBS? then Yes. No. No, it was on uh, ABC. Castle was. It was really good. Um, it was a it was, good shot. I'm not throwing. Yeah, and he even had a lot of uh, uh, Firefly references in there, which I loved. Yeah, and then uh, his new one, John Nolan on the Rookie. 
which if you're not watching that show, you really should. It's fucking amazing. It's kind of one of those things, though, where it's like, I just love Nathan Fillion. I love me. Have you watched The Rookie? No. Then you don't love Nathan Fillion. How dare you? (laughs) I just don't love The Rookie. I'm sorry. But the thing about it is, though, is it's like it's it's probably the best role. So what's interesting, though, is what Big Jim brought up, though is that Nathan Fillion will still use callbacks to Firefly, which is by far his most well-known role. I mean, fuck, it's the only role that I knew him for. And it's, it's it was the role good that enough made for me him, to go, yeah, no, he... Brownie points to you, bro. I mean, he lived that character. He breathed that character, and it was beautiful. I mean, it's kind of like me and uh, Ben Broder from Farscape. That, that guy. See, Ben Broder from Farscape, it's one of those things where it's like, I've tried to watch other things that he's been a part of, like the later seasons of Stargate, SG-1, and he's John Crichton. Yeah. Like, that's who he is. Like, I got used to him and introduced to him because of Farscape, and so everything I've watched him in, I can't help but see John Crichton in every single thing he touches. And it's not necessarily to say that that's a bad thing. It's just what he's casted for. Except, I mean, it, except it can, is, if, if that's the only thing you see him as, but, then you're not but, watching him because you but, like him as an actor. You, wait, you wait, like wait. the character he played. Let, and let that me finish, kind of, though. That hurts him. Let me finish that, though. Because one of the things about it, um, when I saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it was two my wife had to bring it to my attention that it was him because he's one of the gold painted people from the, you know, Uber up there on ass. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of those things. And it's like, as soon as my wife pointed it out to me, it was like, Oh, Johnny, you're doing your fucking peacekeeper accent. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't see it at first. Like I did not know he was attached to that project. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know they allow him to become adam but they're not no they've already cast adam yeah i know and it sucks because it's just like god damn it he would do so good but it was one of those things where i appreciated the fact that i didn't see him in it i see uh... all right sorry wife's distracting me um but it was one of those things i appreciated the fact that i didn't know it was him yeah. Even for that brief moment before Josie pointed it out, she's like, hey, that's Ben Broder. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And I mean, again, for me, it was really nice to not be able to see him. I love actors that I call chameleons. Um, mm-hmm. For the longest time, Johnny Depp was a chameleon because he disappeared into a role. He became Gary Oldman. Really different. Gary Oldman, again, another great chameleon actor. Who I love because periodically I forget it's him. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But at the same time, every time Bruce Campbell comes out with something, I immediately go, I'm in. I don't fucking care what it is. I'm in. Because I know what he brings. And same with Ben Broder. If I'd known he was going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you better believe I'd have been there on opening day at a sheer principle. His bit role was good enough for me to go, hell yeah, buddy. And I love that shit. So, I mean, if you're a typecasted actor, 
that doesn't hurt you necessarily from a fan's point of view, because from this fan's point of view, that's enough because that character you gave us was awesome. Amazing for whatever reason. And again, as a quasi actor, as I've always wanted to be, that's all I've ever wanted to do. If I can be more than that, Hey, fucking sweet. I will put in every effort to be more than that character you knew. Mm-hmm. But if it turns out that I'm that character and you love me for it, fuck, that doesn't hurt my feelings because that just means, again, I'm still giving you what I intended, which was to entertain you. I mean, look at Roddy Piper for fuck's sake. He was Roddy Piper in everything, but it was beautiful. I'll say um, I'm enough of a self-aware fan to acknowledge that um, just because an actor has an iconic role doesn't necessarily mean that my view of them is the popular view or the view that Hollywood sees them as. There's plenty of fucking shit actors that keep getting work. That I'm like, why the fuck is this? Jennifer Aniston, who is Jennifer Aniston in every fucking role that she's in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. It's you know it, you know exactly what you're gonna get, Michael. And you have you have actors though like um, Harrison Ford, ironically enough, who was oh. Han Solo, but he was also Indiana Jones. That's two huge, massive, iconic roles. You want to have as many of those as you possibly can. Tom Hanks is an actor who <clears throat> oh fuck has, yeah has got a, a laundry list. But as he also proved, he's not like you. I think actors at a certain points start to drink their own Kool-Aid once they've had a couple of those iconic roles and think they can make anything they want. And it'll be, you know, amazing. You know, uh, Tom did that one where it was like some weird play about uh, these people trying to uh, steal a, they're trying to tunnel through some shit. He was playing this weird Southern gentleman or whatever, totally tanked. I don't even remember the name of it, but you know, some actors can disappear into that. Not every actor gets an iconic role that they will be forever remembered as. If it happens when they've reached a certain level of stardom, if they're at that A-level, then they will stay at A-level for a while unless you turn into like Halle Berry, go fucking crazy, and then it just starts like this downhill spiral. But if you get one iconic role, I think, you know, like I said, that's your paycheck for life. When, when there's a character that exists and it's got your face on it, as the, the, the court of public opinion likes to see it, then as an actor, you've reached that zenith. See, I think it also... Bull dildo. I also think that um, timing has a lot to do with it. I think it's, I think it's not oh, yeah. really a good oh, thing yeah. for a young actor or actress to get an iconic role because it kind of it, it shoehorns them. I'll give you a prime example with uh, Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff, uh, early... Uh, mid 20s had the role of Starbuck. She's a fantastic actress. I've seen a bunch of stuff that she's done that's outside of the sci fi genre that's amazing. But Ghosts of Mississippi or whatever it was like. No, she yeah. was in uh, she was in Longmire, which was really good. Um, and she was kind of watched. a uh, I forget now. She was like the deputy, uh, but she had a lot of dramatic stuff. But in the last like five six seven years all i ever see her on is sci-fi shit because that's what she's known for 
But again, is that, that necessarily that a bad because, thing? You know, she has the chance to be, you know, do something great. You know, uh, then you have uh, actresses like uh, Amelia Clark. She gets, she's going to be known forever as Daenerys. Which she's again, everything isn't a bad thing. Yes and no. It depends on on the actor and and how they handle it. It depends uh, on I, luck too, because you need to have the right. Uh, I mean, if if you have a, a genre like Katie does with with, with sci-fi, uh, my vote would be to ride that until a role comes your way that you can be given an opportunity to show the world that you have this other side to you. And but how do you get that opportunity if all you ever did? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. That's that's a problem. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, then, a couple of actors trying to be actors. But a a couple of actors have come to mind over this conversation. One who is kind of typecast. Well, I mean, yeah. So Lucas Haas. There's one that I can think of that is another chameleon, and one that kind of gets typecasted but revels in it um the one who revels in it is uh jason momoa now here's a dude who will probably forever be known as i think it's pronounced paul drogo and you know an assortment of other characters that are big strong burly looking motherfuckers hence aquaman but he doesn't seem to mind that. And I mean, he's got the new Duncan Idaho role. Which yeah, again... the reason he doesn't mind that is because he's getting typecast as the big guy, but he it's it, it's through all different genres. He's not typecast in a single genre. But again, it's one of those things, though, where it's like he doesn't seem to mind. The other actor I thought of who is another chameleon who I genuinely appreciate is Ewan McGregor. He's uh, not typecast, though. But that's the thing. Like Ewan McGregor almost like if you don't love him, he almost falls into the that guy category because, you know, his face from so many different projects, train spotting the Star Wars prequels. And I mean, even into the Dr. Sleep movies, it's like, you know, his face, you know, his acting style and he always brings it. But he kind of falls into the that guy character. No, because you know him. That uh, the qualification of a, that guy is a guy you don't know, but you recognize from seeing movies. He's always a background character. It's a character actor. Well, yeah, but I mean, you is a character actor as opposed to being a background character who you go, oh, yeah, that guy. Well, even more because, so you know, point, he, though, is it better to be known in multiple films as that guy or as the guy like Ash Williams? Is no, it better, better to be, to be known, known as for a, one or the other? Well, you're talking. Uh, that guy is a background player, right? Whereas, like whereas, whereas, no, I I wouldn't even say Joey Pans. Joey Pans is is more than a that guy. I'll give you an example. That guy what is, starring um, role has he ever had? You ever see the? Uh, we all seen sneakers, right? No. Yeah, the sneakers. The uh, the like the mid. 90s uh was it fucking um i should some of uh dan Aykroyd's in it uh fucking robert redford the uh that's all about like this ultimate computer thing that can hack any system or whatever anyway 
there's a guy in there that they have to, you know, they send this woman to seduce and he's a nerd. So they send him up on a date and he has to say these key phrases in his name. I only reason I know it is because of this fucking movie. Uh, Warner Brandis is this character name in the movie, but he's been in a bunch of shit. He's the, uh, he's the um, needle nose Ned the head from uh, Groundhog Day. Guy with the glasses, obnoxious asshole, like Bill, Bill Ryerson, that guy that comes over. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about. Been in a bunch of shit. No idea what the fuck his name is. He makes a lot of money, but and he's been in comedies, horror, sci-fi. I'll thrillers. give you I'll give you another prime example of a, that guy. I, I'm gonna say his name. Even you're not gonna have Tobolowsky. any idea who he is. Came Actor's up. name is Al Leong. Oh yeah, Al Leong. I guess, like, sneakers had River Phoenix in it. Yeah. And Sydney would you, would you like me to name now uh, every movie that I can think of that you've seen Al Leong in? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. He's the, the goatee jaunt guy. Like the Asian guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, fuck yeah. I do know. He's that. a that guy. You see him in yes. every fucking movie. He's there in the I background. Angry goatee is what I always called him. He's also a he was always man. angry and he always had a fucking. So goatee. that's the difference. You take you take an Al Leong versus a Ewan McGregor. Al Leong is a that guy. Ewan McGregor is a character actor. You know him. You know his name. Yes. But again, like Joe, so Benfiano, you're talking. You're talking the, the guy difference. I was originally talking about. Like name one movie he was the star of, the star, the main character of, because Goonies he was not the star. Corey Feldman was of, more uh, of a star yes, than but that. Here's here's the difference between Joey Pans and San Ali Long. Joey Pans is a well-known co-star. He's yeah. not he's not first here, he's That's second. Called ensemble, tier. ensemble cast. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like what I'm asking is, is it better to be known as a Joey Pans who's a support? Yes. Or is it better to be known as the guy like Keanu Reeves? Who, let's face it, even after the Matrix, he was still Ted. No, not for me. He was just monochromatic Ted. <laughs> he used Keanu, no. I think, because of I his. Kung you know, Fu. Well, I'll say this much. Um, when it comes to someone like Joey Pants, I feel like he started off as much more of a, I seen him in a bunch of shit, but I have no idea what, he, who he is. Yeah. And then an opportunity came along and he portrayed someone uh, again in an ensemble cast or in a supporting role, never as a leading man or, or rarely, at least to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, but you keep that level of consistency. You bring that little extra Joey pantsness to your roles. Suddenly people go out of their way to be like, what the fuck is that guy's name? Because I see him and everything. And yeah. that's how it, it kind of builds. I'm going to be thing honest. With, with I called him Cypher for the better part of a decade because oh, I didn't know him from anything else. It was like uh, a full head of hair really changes him so much so that I didn't realize that that was him and the Goonies. And I mean, even more so to that, I didn't realize it was him in the Sopranos either until well in after the fact. And that's, it was like that's, that's really funny. Oh, holy shit! As soon as I saw him in the in, in uh, the Matrix, I went, "Hey, that's the captain from Bad Boys." 
<laughs> that's Wusta. That's didn't fucking Wusta. Him from that, I just so, knew him as. Cypher. But again, see, that's a guy that started out as a that guy, played a lot of roles, and then worked up. Yeah. Does Some he have it, that, or did he have it in him? Because he's kind of gone away from acting. Did he have it in him to be uh, a leading man? Sure. Probably. If the right role came wrong along and that's what i'm saying i think bruce campbell okay has it in him to be so right. much more than ash williams all right all right not all right. getting the opportunity because hollywood and the fan base only see him when he's on screen as ashley fucking williams oh i know service to bruce campbell who i think can do so much more and was never given the opportunity because of people like us all right so i'm gonna ask a question it's our fault Partially. What other movies that you're aware of would have done better having had Bruce Campbell as the main star? Titanic. I mean, it would have been a hell of a lot sexier. She could have sure, stayed but... afloat on his chin. Fucking put him in the Matrix as Morpheus. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Lawrence Fishburne fucking killed that again, role. Again, I'm saying because we've seen that, that's yeah. what we think. But are you saying that he couldn't pull it off? I'm not saying, I'm saying that. My, see, yeah. this is this is what I'm, I'm going to say that that because would not have been have a good the fit. movies that we have. We but, don't know if they could have been better or worse. But, actors in it. But he probably could have killed Neo. Oh, without doubt, he caught him out of the chain. He's got chainsaw. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying he yeah. would have brought it for the character of Neo. And I know originally that role was meant for Will Smith, and Will Smith turned it down for Wild Wild West. Why? I'll give you. I'll Wisely. give you another uh, example of a movie that could have been better or worse. We don't know. Can, but um, could it be Campbelled? <laughs> Can it be Campbelled? Die Hard. Yes, Jim, that's beautiful. Die Hard. Ooh. Do you know one of the original actors that was considered that turned it down? Who? Fucking MacGyver was going to be John McClane. Dean Anderson. That's Dick Dean to his friends. I now, mean, he it probably would have done worse? a great job. He would have done a great job. I would have seen MacGyver in a in Nakatomi Tower. Though. <laughs> I would Again, see MacGyver and his wife. Honestly, it was really hard for me. The but I think that role would have of, broken him out of the MacGyver role. Well, that's the thing. When I you first started yeah. watching SG-1, when it first came out, because I was in love with the movie and I love Kurt Russell through and through. So Richard Dean Anderson stepping into the role of Colonel O'Neill, it was like, okay. <laughs> but I gave it a chance. And honestly, I really dug his portrayal of Colonel O'Neill. And the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. And it was like, fuck yeah, okay, cool. I'm down for this. Richard Dean Anderson, I'm certain, would have just brought it. Yeah. In Die Hard. I will also say that it would not have changed too much of his career path. Because, I mean, let's face it, SG-1, like starting out, was still kind of a serious role for him as somebody who was tactical military, you know, kind of a sketchy background. So he's a little bit close to the chest. Um, but he, 
his character developed over time to kind of the fun loving O'Neill that we came and appreciated. Yeah, but uh, I, I so want I you to think about this. Just fine. Huh? If if Richard Dean Anderson steps in and becomes John McClane and that movie becomes as big as it did, every Bruce Willis role goes to Richard Dean Anderson. His career becomes vastly different. Potentially, yeah. Because of that because of that movie. And I give you that. But Bruce that's only Willis if is, it, that's only if it does well. Bruce Richard Willis Dean is Anderson one of those weird actors. Out? No way. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying I don't know. I mean, again, like Bruce Willis's career is a weird one because he was very I just thought of a great role for um, Bruce Campbell that I would love to see. I did too. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Make him Riker. Oh, fuck yes. See? See? Oh, he would have killed the Riker maneuver. It would have been beautiful. Then he gets a beard. (laughs) (laughs) The most epic beard because of that chin. I mean, I don't know if he, he would comes even off the it. holodeck and he's like, and the background is like like dead demons. He's gonna chase all the disappearance <laughs> off his hands. See, you're killing this because you're constantly bringing up Ash, and you're not letting but Bruce Campbell. Honestly, I think Bruce Campbell probably would have done better than Jonathan Franks in the first season of Star Trek Next Gen because the first season Riker was not great. It wasn't until he grew the beard and, you know, apparently grew a pair of testicles that he was willing to show off. Yeah, but by then you've got um, Campbell in the role and he becomes Riker. But that's the beauty part about it. If balls Rick out all Campbell the time. was Riker from the beginning. <laughs> His balls have a beard. Yes. Please give me all of that. And besides, yeah. Bruce Campbell in a Star Trek? Fuck yes. I want all of that shit. I'm saying. W made out of pubes. Um Yeah. He, he couldn't pull delicious. it off now. He couldn't pull it off now because he's too old. But I would Ooh, say burn. if they gave him an opportunity between when Army of Dar- uh, uh, sorry, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness came out, if in between that time they gave Bruce Campbell an opportunity to play the Punisher with Ooh. psychotic glee, but not funny, just angry yeah. and evil. I think yeah. that could have put a much more diverse spin. So then Army of Darkness comes out. Oh, he can be funny too and kind of scary. So you're still getting a little flavor of both. And then afterwards, he could have maybe gone on to do some stuff where he could have been taken a little bit more serious. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I honestly feel like Bruce Campbell's career was kind of shot in the foot because of Evil Dead 2. I think I... I personally feel that that movie, it, it, it pigeonholed him and Hollywood wouldn't look at it. And because it was becoming a cult success at that time, Hollywood wasn't touching cult actors. They didn't want fucking anything. Oh, to they do were with touching them. all kinds of actors, Jim. They were touching way too no, many No, no, they were touching actresses, Jim. No, no, no. Actors <laughs> and actresses. Yeah. Do we need to rewatch Witness? Do do yes we do. They were touching, Apparently, they were touching by an Amish. very young by an Amish. actors. <laughs> that sounds like a new sitcom, <laughs> Touched by an Amish. <laughs> the prequel to Touched by an Angel. <laughs> the prequel to Witness. 
first you're touched by an Amish, then you're touched by an angel. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Every full moon, I think you just put on overalls and just you know, roll around in pig shit or something. I don't know. I don't know. What do, they do, do you want to? Do you want to talk about something, Jim? Do you need to unlike? Do Do you need to talk about your frustrations at Harrison Ford? This is a This is a safe space. And, and the lawsuit that First we're going to bring about? No, the fuck it is not a safe space. <laughs> you are a lying sack of shit. Uh, anyone listening, you know. No, no, no. You know it's a safe space. A safe my, space. My wife is here now. Yeah, well, it it's a completely safe space. We're good. Yeah, you know where else is a safe space? In an electric chair. Yeah, Someone's yeah. In it, you know, it's safe. With someone with uh, Tourette's at the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem. It wasn't plugged in. I don't know why I did that. How is but that you know, lawsuit coming anyway? It's kind of interesting, though, because it's like you think of typecasted actors and actresses, even. I mean, like Linda Blair, for instance, like that chick tried really hard to break away from The Exorcist and failed miserably. And she still hates that role. Oh, yeah. But she hates it because she blames it for her addiction problems later in life. And so she looks back on that like, well, that was the start of my back pain. And the back pain led me to heavy drinking and a lot of drugs. So I hate that role for making me do these things. And it's like, first the fuck off. Your back hurt because you were lifting up booze and drugs all the time. On the nose, on the nose. And don't get me wrong. I am still a little, little butt hurt at her, but. Again, it's one of those things from a fan point of view. I've tried to watch other movies that she was in. I loved it. When I was growing up, we had Scariest Places on Earth. And it was uh, hosted by Linda Blair. And it was commentated by Zelda Rubin. And I was like, fuck, yes, dude. This is my jam. It was like Double Dare, but in a haunted house. was so serious, dude. Like everyone had the fucking body cams on to watch all the shit they were. Yeah, it was beautiful. That one family like the dad went. The yeah, dad went a little a, crazy. Yeah, he's like, I want to go meet the. I want to go meet the ghost. So I went to my whole. She life is a. She is a prime exactly. example who uses the fandom of a character she created, um, terribly. She yeah. shits on her fans constantly, and yeah. and yet Linda because Blair we does? love that movie. But again, uh, well, think about why we would, why she would be receiving those accolades for a movie. Whereas, like, what, she was like 12. She's yeah, masturbating with a crucifix. Dude, when you hit your peak, you hit your peak, bro. <laughs> but, like, I mean, think about that as like a person, like, you portrayed a child in a very distressing way. And you've got full grown really? adults wow. coming up to you your entire life telling you how much they like that. That's going to well, mess you up, man. But again, Fans it, are the ones that buy the shirts and the. You know, I'm also going to say a lot of that is in perception, though, because yeah. what she saw was everyone is really happy with me looking like I'm in the worst pain of my life. That means you well, did a good job acting. But exactly. But not seeing it for I portrayed that character better than anybody else could have. And I brought that character to life so much so that you believed it. And I think that's where the perception problem is for a lot of actors and actresses in general is it's like, if you have a massive fan base who's in love with this character that, yeah, maybe you might hate because you hated doing it or whatever. Take comfort in the fact that you brought 
a heightened level of entertainment to those people so much so that they are your fans because mm-hmm. of that role you played. And I think that for me is just a perception shift. So I had that very thing happen uh, last week. Was it last week? No, oh, it was a week show before. off some more about all the famous people you meet. So yeah. I, I, I got in a graveyard. <laughs> Yeah. I was I was very lucky to be Bernie able to Hudson go see Christopher Titus, and I brought I brought a copy. I saw of, that you son of a bitch. That was awesome. I brought a copy of Killer Clowns from Outer Space for him to sign. And when he saw it, the first thing he said was, "Oh, I fucking hated this movie," and I was actually heartbroken. Yeah. I was hurts. like, "Really? Why?" He's like. And he he actually he actually said corrected himself. It's like no, it was a great movie. The Kyoto brothers were great to work with and everything. He hates it because it was his first movie and he doesn't think he was very good. And apparently, he almost killed someone. Wah, wah. He wouldn't go into details on it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't fuck have time you. to That's press a... him. Okay, bro, I gotta That's... go out and buy you a drink uh, or something. But I do have a signed copy story. of Killer Clowns from Outer Space from Christopher Titus. So. Hell yes. <laughs> Regret and that story, which I think is so much cooler than and I love you some Chris Titus. No, it, yeah. here, here's the joke he made too, because this will stay with me forever. It's like I almost killed a guy. Not like in an Alec Baldwin sort of way. <laughs> I was like, oh shots fired, literally. Oh, I, love him. Oh, I fucking love him. It's like, damn, that's funny, but I feel like it's a little too soon. <laughs> That's why it I ends up check. on this podcast. I got okay, guys, we got to close this out. Oh, okay. So wait, real quick. Uh, really uh, quick. Um, but no, it, it just uh, to make a quick joke in regards to uh, throwing a different actor into a role um, and also using The Exorcist. Tonight, due to illness, the part of Regan will be played by Paris Hilton. Gilbert Godfrey. Go, Satan. You're all going to die up there or whatever. I mean, now, I see, care. here's the I thing. That's someone we want to see in that much pain. Yeah. <laughs> so then why, then why doesn't she well. have more films? Why doesn't she have more roles of her being killed again and again and again? I would pay to see that. But also, I'm not a fan of hers. Because I'd here's the thing. I'd see her, she, but I wouldn't be her fan. She peaked with um, fucking awesome wax. Being a twat. No, no, no. <sighs> Professional twat. Repo Man, when her face melted off. Repo Man, the genetic yeah, opera. the genetic yes. opera. Who's in that? Yeah. yeah, she has a point where she sings and her face comes off, and then she's yeah. all embarrassed. It's fucking great. And when that I'm happens, you're like, career done, <laughs> game over. Which oddly enough was her last film role. Game over. Game over. She peaked. Face falls off. She peaked. <laughs> All I know is I want Spaceballs too. Rick Moranis, we need you. Spaceballs too. The search for Rick Moranis. The search for more money. It's just (laughs) Mel Brooks and various other celebrities outside his house trying to get in for an hour and a half until the holding up that giant helmet. Rick, listen, I understand. I'm surrounded by assholes. I swear to you. And they won't get off my lawn. (laughs) Bruce Campbell, we love you. Mel Brooks, you're a bad motherfucker. The two worlds need to meet, bro. James, I think you have a you had a lot of passion tonight and and made some very solid points. I think you should do the Patreon. uh, Yeah. Okay. You ready? So.
We're gonna shut our fucking pie holes and let you do your, your thing. Here's my fucking pie hole. I'm gonna shut my pie hole. Turn off your pie hole. Jesus Christ. Hello, everyone. We have a Patreon play- page. Go there. Give us money. Thank you. And that's it. <laughs> Short and sweet and to the point. Give us um, your fucking. You money. guys fucking do it, it like take forever. It's like look. Yeah, because we make it funny. Yeah. Uh, if we make it short, we sound desperate and honest. Like, seriously, there's too much truth in short and honest. You got to try a different route. The pathetic the route the is just sandwich. It's just no good. We got it. You got to compliment the sandwich here by going yeah. funny, funny, pathetic yeah. right in the middle. You can't yeah. just keep <laughs> in your hand and say, eat this. You have yeah, to seriously. song and dance. No. Nobody wants baloney by itself. Dress that shit up with some cheese. Do the Patreon, please. Well, you need more practice. So let's let's try. You know what? Uh, Take two. Take Take two. two. We're taking. All right, one more time. Here we go. Three, two. Hi, everyone. We have a Patreon page. Give us some money. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.